Hello and welcome to Alchemic Life. My name is Jo Hanlon-Moores and this is my podcast. How are we all this week? We've had an eventful week here. We had a holiday cancelled. The holiday company that we booked our flights with went into administration two weeks before we were due to go on holiday. Unlike the thousands of people who lost their jobs and the even more thousands of people who were stranded somewhere far from home, we got off really lucky and we'll get a full refund. But it had me thinking around travel and there's more on that later. It also came as I was thinking about what Peter Kelly had said on an Instagram post, I think, or a blog post, can't remember, about denying any true life purpose we might have because we feel the need to live one that's more worthy one that makes us look better in the eyes of the world. And this kicked off quite a big conversation and it really struck a note with me. My word of the year was desire because I had a fire in me at the beginning of the year to openly, shamelessly want what I want. Not mindlessly and not necessarily to act on it, but just to acknowledge that desire and to feel that desire with discernment and the awareness of privilege because let's face it some people what they would mostly desire is safety shelter food health before anything else before they can even begin to think about nice things that they want but I wanted to acknowledge what I was feeling and wanting with honesty I wanted to let life do what it wants to do through me feel what it wants to feel and not second guess it And that feels a little bit reckless and maybe a tad hedonistic even because my desire very often is for what some people would call luxury, what I would call luxury. But I just want to feel it and not feel bad about it. So what do I want? Well, the first things I think are fairly universal. Wellness and strength. Because without those things, I can't do any of the others. I want strong relationships that have room for failure and love, disappointment and vision, compassion. So far, so good. But what else do I want? Well, this is where travel comes in again. Of course, travel has concerns around privilege and equally as important, environmental issues. I'd never really travelled much before 2006 when we went over to China to bring home our daughter. I'd lived and worked in Germany for a while, which involved me flying there and flying back a couple of times. But other than that, I hadn't been outside the UK. That wasn't the kind of life I grew up in. My carbon footprint was quite small up until 2006. I haven't eaten meat, animals, in 30 plus years. But then I discovered travel, long distance travel, and I fell in love. I love the travelling. I adore airports. Just the buzz of it all. Everybody looking forward to going somewhere, doing something new. I adore being on a plane. It's a huge expander for me and it gives me literal new horizons. I found new aspects of myself when I travelled. I found places that I didn't think I'd like and ended up feeling that I belong there. Given a choice, frankly, I'd be living on the Sunshine Coast in Australia, along with most people, so it'd be a bit crowded, I think. But I'd be there, near family. We can't, and that's not an option for us. I'm too old, apart from anything else. They wouldn't have me. But I do pine for it, and I pine for travel. I want to find a responsible solution for that so that I can have a small part of it in my life. I desire that. Money. Money mindset. Mine's rubbish. We grew up with enough and a bit. My father was very controlling around the money that he earned, to be fair. He was the breadwinner. 
My mother was not allowed her own money. She didn't write a cheque until after she divorced him in her late 30s. And we had everything we needed and a little bit more, I guess, but we never had our own money. We were taught that we were not deserving of it and that we weren't capable of managing it. And that became a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, actually. And I think it might be a bit of a personal project during 2020 to work on that mindset around finances. I'd really love to lose that anxiety, to lose those feelings of being undeserving and appreciate the flow money. And the final one of these desires I'm going to talk about, and it's another luxury one, like travel, like having lots of money, it's about having a big, beautiful home. Not necessarily big, but certainly beautiful. I love good architecture. I love good interior design. I've watched all of the series World's Most Extraordinary Homes on Netflix. I don't know whether you've seen any of those, but some of them are just breathtaking. And just watching it and imagining living in those places is good for the soul, I tell you. It's good for the soul. I also like tiny homes, conversions, renovations, anything to do with building a home. It just fascinates me. We rent and that has allowed us to live in a beautiful place, in a home that we could no way have afforded to buy and in fact is not available to buy because it belongs to the National Trust here. It's been wonderful and continues to be wonderful, except perhaps in the depths of winter when it's damp and muddy, but still love it. I do have a dream of a place that doesn't belong to somebody else, that is just ours to do with what we will. Those are my desires. All of them. Well, most of them. If we sat down with a mug of something hot and some cake and I asked you, who are you? What do you wish for yourself? What would you tell me? What would you share? Do it. Imagine I'm asking. I don't need to imagine it. I am asking. (laughs) Message me. Comment on Instagram. Email me. I love to hear other people's dreams. I really love it. I've heard some crackers this week. Crackers. Tell me yours. Of course, my desires for me and for you and for the earth are not mutually exclusive. I'm not going to run rampage traveling and spending and building houses all over the planet. I know what our priorities are. And because of that, I feel like I have to say something about the current power of women as change leaders, starting with, of course, Greta Thunberg, 16 years old. She gives me a sense of hope rising. I had a really strong emotional response to a meme that went round. Was it a meme or was it just a photo? Who knows anymore? But it was a split image. The top half was her on her first climate strike. This black and white photo of this little girl against the wall with her handmade banner. And below it was this colour picture of one of the cities on the global climate strike day. There's thousands of people milling around the streets. What she has led in that respect, what she's made us feel is possible. It's amazing. My reaction to it made me realise how much I manage my feelings around climate crisis, how I try and keep them low, I guess, when actually that's not how I feel at all. But I have a teenage daughter who is very anxious about the future of the planet. And I have a partner who is immersed in this topic for his work and he sees and hears things that a lot of people don't. He can get very down about it. He can be very pessimistic about it, completely understandably. I have to be in the middle And yeah, managing it a little bit. And I find I'm managing myself too. And that image just made me realise the depth of my feelings about it. And how important 
this girl is and other young people doing amazing things. It made me feel hope. It made me feel a tipping point is possible, if not imminent. We need it sooner rather than later. But if we take action now, we can do this as individuals, as nations, as global businesses. Meanwhile, the brackets, not my prime minister here in the UK, has been judged by the Supreme Court as having acted illegally in temporarily closing Parliament so that he could push through the UK exit from the EU without actually having anyone argue with him. The appeal was brought by businesswoman Gina Miller and Lady Hale, the first female head of the Supreme Court, along with her magical spider brooch, oh what tangled webs we weave, eh, declared Johnson's proroguing illegal. The Green Party's Caroline Lucas and her political rival Anna Soubry joined forces to lead the commentary on this as it unfolded and led a combined drive to return to their seats in the House of Commons. There were just women, women everywhere. And by the way, the only time Boris Johnson ever makes sense, as far as I'm concerned, is when he channels his conservationist girlfriend Carrie Simmons to talk about animal welfare, which is maybe a glimmer of hope. I'm just saying. Women everywhere. Loved it which I think just leaves for this week, The Thing I Like. <laughs> it's a great title, isn't it? It's super catchy. Anyway, The Thing I Like this week, Caravan Refits. Looping back a little bit to what I was saying earlier about homes, only this is not about homes. This is a possible solution to last week's problem, which was somewhere for me to set up a physical Reiki practice in the absence of good rental therapy rooms or being able to get in anywhere else. What if... I got hold of a caravan, stripped it out, made it into a beautiful therapy room. How fantastic would that be? Just the doing of it got me really excited. I'd need A, a caravan, which is quite possible. B, skills, which between you, me and YouTube, it might be possible. I also have some family members who are quite good at stuff like that if I bribe them. And C, a place to park it, which could be tricky or round here, somewhere really beautiful. Could go either way on that one. I don't know whether I'll ever do this, but it got me really excited. I spent a lot of time on Pinterest, on Instagram, on YouTube, and of course, watching George Clark's Amazing Spaces, or Amazing Spaces, if you want to say it like George. If you've never seen it, get yourself onto Netflix, George Clark's Amazing Spaces. Oh, I don't know whether it's on Netflix. I think it may be on a Channel 4 website somewhere. Anyway, I'll put a link up in the usual place. But I would love to do this in an upcycly kind of way. Just strip out the seats, have a beautiful area, decorate it nicely. Fantastic. I wish we could put it in our garden, but you can't get anything into our garden. Not because of the size, but just because of the entry points. I'd be pushed to get a wheelbarrow in, so caravan is a no-no. But I'm quite excited about that idea. So let's wrap it up. This week's message, I think, would be, one, let your heart be heard. And, to quote Fraser Crane, I'm listening. <laughs> drop me a line let me know what your dreams are please I'd love to hear them then there's two you better believe that feminine energy whatever body it's in will change the world it's changing it already and three give your dream wheels thanks for listening have a great week wherever you are whatever you're doing and maybe I'll see you back here next week bye <laughs>